This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Hi, friends. Sorry we didn't have an episode yesterday. We uh, we had a meeting. Our, our main big boss, the, the, the top dog, was in town, and he wanted a moment of our time. <laughs> yeah, and we ended up having a great little chat about a whole bunch of fun things coming not just to the podcast, but to our, our radio show as well, which we hope you get a chance to check out. Absolutely. And, and we don't even mind telling you guys, it was kind of a progress report, too, and... You know, we are uh, we are so lucky to have you listening to After 9 and so lucky to have the people who listen to our radio shows listening. I mean, the numbers are just massive on, on 91.5, the beat in particular. But I mean, in London on Fresh 103.1 and in Barrie on Fresh 93.1, in Hamilton, Niagara, Halton on Energy 95.3. Real good stuff here. And, and we appreciate all of your time. Anytime you give it to us, we have Taylor Swift tickets and Olivia Rodrigo tickets to give away tomorrow morning on Energy 95.3 and 91.5 The Beat. Uh, We talked a lot about the VMAs on the radio show today, but we can go a little more in-depth on this now because I'm really trying to understand where the hell that came from and what is going on, but NSYNC reunited last night at the VMAs. Make some noise for NSYNC. Nobody knew that was going to happen. Nobody knew. Over 20 years ago, we were just kids when we won Best Pop Video for Bye Bye Bye. It was our first VMA and it meant the world to us. That award validated our hard work and, well, we might have won again for pop, but you guys remember that? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. A lot has changed in the past two decades, (laughs) but one thing remains constant. A creative, boundary-pushing video leaves a lasting mark for decades. Now, we just wanted to say thank you, MTV, and especially all of you guys. Thank you so much, each and every one of you, for always supporting your favorite musical artists. So thank you, guys. What's going on? Why, <laughs> what, what is this here? What's mm-hmm. happening? Why is NSYNC back together in 2023? Is this a sign of I, the apocalypse or what's I going to- on? I mean, I told you what's happening. I've told you for a long time they're part of the Trolls movie. They're not allowed to promote the Trolls movie, though, because there's a strike going on. It's the SAG after strike. You're not allowed to promote anything in film. So if Justin Timberlake had come out there and said, guys, we're doing a new song for the Trolls movie, he would have pissed off the union. Instead, if you just go out there without any context, it's fine and people might eventually connect the dots. Now, things will absolutely come to light eventually because apparently it's not just that they're playing their old shit in the new Trolls movie. They're also coming out with a new song in Trolls Band Together, which I'm so excited for. <laughs> so excited for. Um, but anyway, and so are my kids, but mostly me. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing whatever song that might be. But that's what it was for me. I mean, for me, it made sense. Like, yeah, they're coming out to promote that, but they can't say they're promoting it or else they'll get in trouble. That's it. There's no way they didn't coordinate. NSYNC is going to be there and we want NSYNC to hand Taylor Swift the best pop award, right? Well, you knew that was going to be the moment and Taylor Swift's reaction was the exact millennial meltdown that I would have had in her shoes. I'm... 
I'm not doing well pivoting from this to this. Like, I had, I had your dolls. I like, what, like, are you doing something? What's gonna happen now? What are you, there's something they're gonna, they're gonna do something and I need to know what it is. Yeah, I felt the exact same way watching that. Uh, they're gonna do something yeah. and I need to know what it is. Now that's really cool though that they're together. So it does make that rumor of them having a new song that much more real, I think. So we're just waiting for it to drop essentially. By the way, there's also been like mystery posters around LA and that just started happening this month. Mystery trolls posters with the N from NSYNC and then the troll hair. So they're promoting a song, but they're not, it's a weird gray, is it a gray area? Like that's where I'm not unsure is if you're promoting a soundtrack for a movie, would SAG after get all up in a tizzy with it? Maybe. Or is it against the rules? I should say. Probably. I I personally wish SAG would mind its own business. Hey, if it's within their, their defined rules, who gives a shit? I don't know if it is though. That's the thing is if is a soundtrack for a movie also promoting a movie and someone say yes because the money is still going to the big studios right now. But these are musicians. Their art is in the music that accompanies the movie. I don't know that this is necessarily a problem and I don't know why the actors and writers would give a shit about the soundtrack. They don't make any money off well, of that. But, but Justin is acting in the movie. He's a, he's a voice actor in the movie. He plays the main character in the movie. So one of the main characters in the movie. Okay, so as long as he doesn't say trolls, it's fine for the other four. That's what I'm wondering though is could they have gotten away with it but then you also have to remember if he did that if they did that let's say that it was just jc joey and and lance and chris and they all said guys we're in the trolls movie they are still members of seg after i'm sure because they've done a lot of work on camera they have all done some work on camera i don't know if it's worth the backlash but this is a way of promoting it without having to really it is so it's exciting nonetheless. I, I'm, I am looking forward to the song. It's going to be bubbly and poppy and all things, because if you watch the Trolls movie, you know what it all is. Lots of covers in there, but an original song would be pretty freaking cool too. We have talked a decent amount, not recently though, about the Switch. Elon Musk took over Twitter mm-hmm. and he eventually renamed it X. And, and yesterday he was talking... Um, I think it was via Starlink. He was talking about X and and what he's trying to do with the platform. And I think that there's probably some people out there that got caught up in the the wave of woke and and said, oh well, if Elon's taken over uh, Twitter, I, I I'm not going to be a part of it because it's what was it they said? It's all hate speech and racism now. Elon Musk yesterday explained what he wanted to do with X and what he is doing with X. And I thought this was really interesting. So if you're one of the people who's given up on Twitter, X, take a listen to Elon Musk explaining how he wants to level the playing field. You know, I'll go with uh, with, with the sort of, you know, the, new, the X platform is really to be uh, a level playing field, a public square that is supportive of, um, you know, most of the country, let's say that the middle 80% or something like that. Um, now, um, that has not been the case really for all social media. So all social media have been really very, very left-leaning to far-left-leaning, and really Twitter was far-left-leaning. Um, you know, the, the, the suspensions of, of um, say, Republican candidates or interests or voices was, was uh, really at least 10 times the rate uh, of, of um, Suppression of left left wing voices on you know on, on old Twitter. Um, 
So, so you know, what we're trying to do is move it to the middle, which from the standpoint of, say, the left, appears it, it is moving to the right. Everything's relative. <laughs> if you're standing on the left. <laughs> but it's not, it's simply moving to the middle. <laughs> That's all. Um, in an attempt to actually represent the whole country um, and, and not just um, you know, half the country or even maybe less than half the country. So that's it really. So I, I think there's, a, like, there's really nothing to be alarmed about here. It's, and, you know, it's just that it, it's it intended to be a town square inclusive of the whole country and, also, you know, and, and the world. That's all. Okay, so what he said there that I found interesting, and I've never really heard it put this way, is he said the middle is actually about 80%. In other words, about 20% are far-right extremists. About 20% are far-left extremists. The rest of us, the middle, actually makes up about 80%, and he says he wants to make it a little more reflective of everybody within that 80% taking out the far-left and far-right extremist views. To me, that seems kind of reasonable. What do you think about that? Um, I guess so. I'm glad that you kind of summarized it because that feedback on that microphone was awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It wasn't great. <laughs> the, the echo was insane. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, t- I still find myself... Look, I don't use threads really as much as I thought I would, I, but I still also don't find myself using Twitter as much just because I feel like it is... Uh, I don't know. It's. I still don't like the whole verification process for anybody. I think it can be really hard to decipher who's real and who's not still, even with the verification. So, eh, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan yet. Okay. Well, I still like X because I find a lot of interesting stuff on there. And we're going to give credit to a co-worker and colleague of ours, Colin DeMello from Global News. Colin is Global's Queen's Park reporter. And you know him from several famous dust-ups with Premier Doug Ford. Yesterday, Colin posted a video, and I don't know if it got a lot of attention, but I'm going to play a little bit of this for you. Colin says in his post, it's always striking to revisit this video from early 2018 when Doug Ford laid out in clear detail what he wanted to do with the green belt, who requested it, and for what purpose. In 2022, as premier, he followed through. Again, this is from five years ago. Listen to Premier Doug Ford talking to a room of, I'm going to guess they're developers, but we'll see here. Open it up. Open it up until we can build affordable housing. We will open up the Greenbelt, not not all of it. We're going to open a big chunk of it up, and we're going to start building and making it more affordable and putting more houses out there. The the demand for single-dwelling homes is huge, but no one can afford them. So we need to start building affordable housing. I've already talked to some of the biggest developers in this country. And again, I wish I could say it's my idea, but it was their idea as well. Give us property, we'll build, and we'll drive the cost down. 2018, he was talking about how he wanted to open the Greenbelt. And then you'll recall we had an election campaign where he said, I've heard you, I hear you, you don't want me to open up the Greenbelt, don't worry, we're not opening up the Greenbelt. Then we had the election and he was re-elected with a majority government and what did he do? He opened up the Greenbelt. 
And he's saying it's because we needed to build houses. But back in 2018, he was also saying we needed to build houses. I don't know what happened there, if any of them actually got built. But he was saying back then we need to build single family dwellings. Now we're on a big condo push, and the green belt's going to be full of condos exactly if they keep going like it, this. Right? It's a little, even that beginning part would have been misleading if, if, if he's trying to make through on, go through with what he said initially. That's not the case. I don't know if, if he doesn't like the green belt or if he's just that hell bent on building homes. Uh, my preference would be for him to leave the green belt alone, and I think a lot of people feel that way. Uh, he said he would leave it alone, and I think that's what bothers me the most is he said he would leave it and didn't. And, and now this video comes up. I don't know if that's an old, well, I know it's an old one. I don't know if that was widely circulated back in 2018, but I don't remember it. The first time I saw that was yesterday. In Quebec, Cat, would you like to know what they're discussing? Oh, separation? No, not this time. Not this time. I'm wondering if we're getting any closer to that. When I was growing up, all we talked about was, oh, yes. Quebec's going to separate. Yes. Oh, what if Quebec separates? And for yeah. a while, it was, fuck Quebec, let them separate. Let's kick them yeah. out. And, yeah. and then there was this big push to keep them here. Uh, no, they're, they're having a discussion of a different kind. And I feel like... We really can't avoid this topic, and I don't mean us on this pod. I mean people in general. I don't think we can avoid this topic for much longer, especially when major government officials are talking about it. The Quebec education minister, Bernard Drainville, yesterday was reacting to news that a high school in Quebec has started to provide gender-neutral bathrooms to its students for this school year. School officials say the bathrooms will have stalls that are closed from floor to ceiling, but the sink area is going to be shared. Quebec's education minister says it is out of the question to have mixed gender bathrooms in the province's schools. He said he objects to mixed gender bathrooms on the basis of privacy. It seems like um, there's a lot of people who who have an opinion one way or another about this, but don't really want to talk about it because it wasn't even that long ago. Saying something like this would get you canceled. But now it's coming from government officials, and I just can't see how we can avoid en masse talking about this much longer. You'll probably recall last week at the conservative convention, they passed a a bylaw for their party. They want it in the platform Mm -hmm. that they're going to protect female-only spaces and female-only sports. You'll have the right as a woman to compete in sports categories that are all biological women. You'll have the right to go into bathrooms, for example, that are biological females only. But it seems like there's so much hate coming from the other side. I mean, uh, people are getting called names and horrible things. This education minister was semi-popular, but he said this yesterday, and it's just all hate and vitriol. Why can't we just talk like normal people about this issue? It seems like a privacy issue to me. I haven't really thought that much about it, but I also don't go into women's bathrooms. I don't know what goes on in there. So for all I knew, they already had stalls that went from the floor to the ceiling. Is this really a big thing in schools? Are, are, have you had any notes home or anything like that? Is it something that's come up for your kids? So, no, I haven't had any anything come up, but I would say I'm far more comfortable with not having an all-gender bathroom. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just how it is for me. And it's funny because all the polls that have come out of regular people say the same thing. It's at like 70% of parents in schools in particular, want those spaces that are reserved specifically for the biological sexes, male and female. I uh, Even Doug Ford weighed in on this when it came to the pronouns last week at Ford Fest. When he said, you can listen to the podcast from the other day, when he said parents are going to be informed 
Mm-hmm. It's almost like we need to have a summit. It's almost like we need to drag all the stakeholders into the room and hash it out so that regular people don't have to fear the repercussions of discussing this topic because it's a relevant topic and it's in front of all of us. I hear it getting whispered about, but unfortunately it gets whispered about in the echo chambers. It's not someone I disagree with that I'm having a discussion with. It's all people that agree with me on both sides. Yeah, it's really difficult for a lot of, even if people in our position to say something, Scott, it, it shouldn't be uncomfortable and it shouldn't be hard for us to be like, Oh shit! Am I going to piss people off if I say one thing or the other? Because we all do have opinions on it, and it's okay to speak your opinion on it. It doesn't mean you're being hateful. I think to have an opinion on this, either way, you know what I mean. Uh, for me, the way I see it, especially when we're talking about students, we're talking about people under eighteen, right? Okay, maybe when you turn eighteen, it's different in the school system. If you turn eighteen in the school system in high school, it may be different. But aside from that, I mean, these are still children. So to me, it's like. The way it is should be the way it is. And I know that's hard for some people to hear just because they had a shitty time in high school, for example, if let's say they were in that position of being uncomfortable being in those bathrooms. But I think overall we'll have more problems than not if we do this. I think there's going to be more people taking advantage of it is what I mean and not using it for the actual purposes of what it is supposed to be for. How much money are we spending on this? I mean, it sounds like the bathroom stalls at this school in Quebec didn't already have doors that went from the floor to the ceiling. That's a pretty substantial upgrade to the bathroom to have to do this only for the education minister to come out later and say, we're not doing that. So, I mean, everybody's got to get on the same page. If you're in the middle of doing a a big fucking reno in your bathrooms so that you can make them gender neutral, maybe hold on until there's a little bit of clarification and direction from the government. Mm -hmm. And governments change, but the policy should be clearly defined so everybody knows what's going on. Here... We have a women's bathroom and we have a men's bathroom. There's no gender neutral bathrooms in the building that our station is in. Right. Is it coming? Should people be preparing for this? I'd really like somebody to make a decision one way or the other and say, this is the way it is. We're going to have safe spaces for biological females, safe spaces for biological males, maybe a, a, a mixed gender option if it's available. I, I think like one is a one spot is okay. Like I think about the the bathrooms of the mall, for example. Any mall you've been to lately, they usually have uh, unisex, if you will, whatever it is, all gender. One stall, though. We don't need to put a bunch of people in it. One person at a time can use it if you feel more comfortable using it. That's the way I see it working the best. And I know it's not an easy fix overnight to put those in. But one stall, if that is for you, it's not meant for a ton of people to be using it at once. That's the way that I feel would probably work the best. Speaking of topics that we should all be able to openly talk about and discuss, but there's a stigma attached to those topics. Let's get to the major headline of yesterday. Health Canada has approved an updated Moderna vaccine for COVID for all Canadians over (laughs) over the age of six months. Canada's senior public health officials are urging Canadians to get an updated COVID vaccine this fall following the authorization of the first shot targeting the, they say, latest variants. Health Canada's regulatory branch approved Moderna's new SpikeVax shot. That's what they call it, SpikeVax. It was formulated for the XBB1.5 lineage of Omicron. Moderna says the first dose is conveniently scheduled to arrive in Canada today. That didn't take long. It just got approved yesterday. How did we get a million doses in 24 hours? Mm -hmm. Seems like they were ready for that approval. I, uh... 
I know that the vaxes are controversial and I'm well aware that there's a lot of people who have had a first and second shot that have zero interest in getting another shot. But I'm also quite aware that there's a lot of people who have had four shots, maybe five shots, and they're going to go and get this shot. And that's totally fine. It's totally okay if you want to get a shot. That's up to you. That's your personal decision. And I hope we can keep it at that. But one thing I do want to mention is the information on the government's website about this. The safety, I don't even know how to say that word, an immunogenic, whatever. It's, they're talking about the efficacy of Spikevax XBB.1.5. It says, is evaluated in an ongoing phase two of three open label study in participants 18 years of age and older. The safety and effectiveness of Spikevax for individuals six months of age and older is inferred from studies of a primary series of booster dose spike vax bivalent in individuals six months to five years. In other words, Health Canada approved the new COVID vaccine, which was only tested on 50 people and only monitored over a 20 day period. 50 people over 20 days Nobody died. That's how they say it's safe and effective. Does that sound well thought out to you? I don't know. I don't know. I just like for me, when I see any headlines about any updates, I just uh, whatever. That's where I'm at, right? They want you to get your booster shot and your flu shot at the same time. They say we're making it more convenient so you can come in and get a twofer. Buy one, get one free. Two for the price of one. I'm kidding. They don't charge for it, but they want you to come in and get both. Um, The reason I ask this is because we all know that there's been a lot of vaccine injuries from people who took this. There's been a lot of people that suffered adverse health effects, and I don't know why we never hear about that. But I I am a big fan of studying these things and and finding out where it goes and, and what these things do. And here's a prime example of why. New from the US FDA, the leading decongestant used by millions of us looking for relief from a stuffy nose is no better than the placebo, according to the U.S. government, who has reviewed the latest research on specific drugs and their active ingredients. Advisors to the FDA voted unanimously against the effectiveness of the key drug found in Sudafed, Allegra, Dayquil, Tylenol, cold and flu, and many other medications that are stocked on our store shelves. Johnson & Johnson, Bayer, and other drug makers could be required to pull their oral medications containing phenylphrine from store shelves. How long have we been taking Benadryl and Sudafed, (laughs) Allegra? A long time. Dozens of years. You've been able to get these things as long as I've been alive anyway. Yeah. Now it turns out it doesn't fucking work. It just makes you drowsy. It makes you drowsy. That's, that's what I feel like it is. It's just, and it were a placebo effect to it. Is that what we're basically learning here well, with some of these? Basically what happens is the drug itself, the active ingredient, that polyphrene or whatever it is, that might be effective. The problem is the way we're taking it, it goes into the gut where it just gets absorbed into the gut and you pee or poop it out. It's not actually going to where the problem is where you're congested with your nose, chest and things like that. So you can take this drug, but it's not actually doing anything for you. What I don't understand is how have so many people had such great success taking these pills over the years? Or did they? Well, I mean, I take Tylenol cold and flu because I can only take Tylenol. I'm allergic to Advil. And I don't know. I feel like I feel better after I take it. Am I just placeboing myself? Maybe. I mean, maybe. 
Uh, it's it's interesting uh, that they're just figuring this out now. Like you said, that's the part that's kind of the most shocking for me. Coca-Cola is testing a new flavor, Cat. They call it the future. They say it tastes like the future. Oh, no. Coca-Cola Y3000. <laughs> oh, no. What is that? <laughs> the recipe is... I don't think I like the future. <laughs> the, the recipe is unique because it was created by AI. And it's available now for a limited time. Executives at Coke say Coca-Cola Y3000 is 85 to 90% the Coke you know and love with 10 to 15% of a twist of something unexpected. And they're not going to tell you what the unexpected part is until you put it in your mouth. Is that it? I don't think they are. I mean, you have to you have to reveal the ingredient list. So is there any hints there or did they release it yet? No, no, they haven't released it yet. They say the flavor profile is mainly Coke and it comes in zero and full sugar varieties only available for a limited time. And it's available starting now. Does the future taste like mint? Does the future taste like... Minty Coke, could you imagine? Maybe the future tastes like peanuts. Maybe the future tastes... I said peanuts. Maybe it tastes like... uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe the future tastes like... Speak for your own future. Taylor Swift's (laughs) sweat or something like that. I, I don't know, but it's available, and if you happen to try it, love to hear about it. I like the cans, though. I did. I did give it a quick Google search when we were talking about it on our radio show, and the cans are fucking cool. Uh, Let's do something here for our friends in Waterloo Region, although this applies, I think, to just about everywhere. The KW Food Bank sent out a press release yesterday. It's an urgent plea for donations. They need cash, first and foremost, but they also need people to volunteer, donate food, or reach out to our elected officials and insist on more support for food assistance programs. Okay, why? What's going on? What's different? In August alone... One food bank in Waterloo Region, and it is a big food bank. It supplies several other food banks, but Mm -hmm. 46,000 visitors for food hampers. 46,000 in one month is a staggering number. They now say one in every 14 households needs food assistance from the food bank right now. It's, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. And not, unfortunately, not surprising that it's been... Almost like record-breaking for a lot of food. You mentioned, I mean, yes, you're mentioning one, but you, like you said, it's happening everywhere. I think that would be happening, happening everywhere. Hamilton, Mississauga, yeah. Yeah. London, Barrie, Ottawa, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. How is that even possible? 46,000 people in a month. How do they have that much food? How? I know in the summertime, donations usually drop to food banks. How did they have enough to uh, keep 46,000 visitors sustained. I know in some cases they get really um, lucky with their relationship for different uh, food distributors, depending on your area, right? There's there's some people that step up, and thank you to those companies that do that. There's some companies who donate, you know, fresh bread, because uh, that's what they do. So they'll donate to the food bank. And that, so they have constantly things coming in, because it's otherwise it becomes a domino effect of, well, no one's here to donate, because they are t- trying hard to make ends meet themselves in their home, right? So although they rely on those donations, a lot of the time it's these companies, these producers of, you know, milk, bread, uh, cheese, fresh, especially the fresh foods, which are the hardest usually to to come by and the most needed, really, uh, to get them to come forward and do it. So I'm glad that that's at least happening. Well, maybe we can help out the food bank because one of the things they did say they need is us to advocate for them with our elected individuals. If you're in London, 
listening to the pod today, the entire liberal government federal liberal government is in London today. They're all walking around. They're they're doing photo ops and they're they're eating in restaurants and they're having their meetings and conferences. Find one of them. Ask them, why is there so many billions of dollars for this, that, and the other thing and shipping money off to Ukraine and here, there, and everywhere, but we don't have sustainable funding for our food banks. Mm-hmm. When 46,000 people at one of them showed up in one month why don't we have more reliable funding? Uh, are there food banks that are paying rent to be in the facility they're in? That should not be a thing. It should not be a thing. We have thousands of unused government buildings in this country. Food banks should never have to waste money on things like rent. They should get ongoing, sustainable funding. People uh, should be paid a salary, a, a proper one that is sustainable and reliable, not contingent on donations. All these things need to happen, and I hope that our elected individuals are listening to this because I think this should be a top priority. It's the mm-hmm. basics of life. Now, thank you to the people who do volunteer regularly. I mean, you and I have both been through a, several food banks, but more recently to the Kitchener-Waterloo uh, area food bank to do a, a little tour and see. And it's amazing how many people will go out of their way to volunteer. And they have a lot of amazing volunteers and a lot of food banks do. I think without all of that help as well it would be harder to get that food out to the community so so many things at work and yeah probably government needs to step up a little bit more but there's so much i mean people have their hand out for everything right now need it you know and understandably totally right so it's hard to say what's more important than the other but when it comes to food we know that's an absolute necessity right cat less than a quarter of gen z use periods commas and quotation marks in their casual communications now yep In comparison, more than half of people over the age of 65 say they always use proper grammar while texting or posting online. It's a new poll that found most that found they are most likely to use correct punctuation in text messages. However, the tails come off when it comes to social media platforms with less than 10 percent of Gen Z bothering with formalities like periods, commas and question marks on Snapchat and TikTok. And the number one reason that that young people today say they don't care that much about punctuation, it takes too long. Takes too long. What the fuck is going on here? (laughs) It takes too long to write a question mark? Are they getting away with it in classes, I wonder? I think they are. You think so? Oh, yeah. A good friend of mine is a high school teacher, and he sent me a paper. This was like two years ago. He sent me a paper. The entire first paragraph did not have any punctuation Mm -hmm. not one thing it was sentence into sentence into sentence there was no question mark at the end of a question there was no periods at the end of a sentence there was no capital letters and frankly i don't even know how the fuck they did that because they probably typed that essay out on their phone like so many people do or they use speech to text and it automatically puts the grammar in yeah you just have to say it And, and they took it out come on how can you i'm gonna bring in octavia here she's the producer of the scott and Cass show Hi, Octavia. How are you? Not bad. You're Gen Z, right? Your early 20s? Yes. Did you ever get graded on punctuation when you were handing in papers in school? Did they ever be like, oh, we're going to deduct a half mark because you didn't use a question mark or you didn't use a semicolon on a preposition, that sort of thing? Anything like that? Yeah, I would say so. And formatting was really important. Okay. And, and was that just in English or if you handed in a science assignment, were they checking for grammar and spelling? Probably not as much. Yeah. 
I feel like this is something we should all be doing, but Gen Z says it doesn't matter. They, I, they say it really doesn't well, matter. Oh, because their other point is, if you understood what I meant, then you understood what I meant. But I mean, it depends on what we're talking about here. It's got to be in context. Like, yeah, when you're handing in an assignment for English, use fucking punctuation. If you're sending an e- if you're getting into the workforce, you better learn that punctuation. But when you're talking to a friend and texting or commenting on a post, I could see why they don't even I could see, I see it with my own eyes. We all do. You can always tell. It's short forms and qu- the quicker the better, right? They want to do it and move on. Your generation that grew up, you didn't type out as much. You didn't. You weren't sitting there typing on a phone. Me? Yeah. I hand wrote things and used a yes. typewriter until I got to high school and we had a computer in our home. Exactly. So and, I, and that was like early 90s. Which was always a little different than on this device, which is the size of your hand. So I think just with the generational shift of... A, everything's typed out now via a phone. No one's sitting there on a typewriter or handwriting notes anymore. You don't have that top of mind to do that. You're communicating quickly with people. And quickly means short forms. And quickly means, not that I'm saying it's right, but lacking punctuation or whatever it is too, right? It's a total generational shift. It is. But is that the new bar for this generation? If you knew what I meant, then you knew what I meant? Like, if I don't have to go back and clarify, are you asking me this or telling me this? If I don't have to do that, they've done a good job. In casual conversation, whatever. I think there's bigger fish to fry. In casual conversation, if someone's just sending you a quick text, who cares? Now, again, if they're sending you an email, if this is a colleague sending an email to another colleague, you better get your shit together. Act like, professional. W- act professional, right? But if you're just talking about texting, like, I don't know, in our text line, for example, for the Scott and Cat Show and the podcast at one eight three three nine one five show there's people that do that all the time. They lack punctuation, but I don't care because I understand what they're talking about. Okay, fair enough. So it all depends, I suppose. But in certain circumstances, I think it's okay. It, whatever. You can let it slide anyway. As they're communicating. It's just their way of communicating. One more thing. It's all we've got time for is one more thing. Google, you know, they put out their, here's what's trending on Google. You can go at any time and check out Google Trends sure. and, and see what people are searching for. Yeah. Uh, they've got the latest one, and, and it's really interesting. When you look at the how-to searches, the overall how-tos are how to draw, how to pronounce things, how to tie a tie, how to screenshot something, and how to get a passport. I'm amazed that people had to Google this shit. Somebody Googled how to draw. It's a very vague how question. How to draw? Okay. Pick, Actually, up, um, pick up a pen. <laughs> oh, oh, step one, get a pen. Step two, put the pen on the paper. Uh-huh. Step three, let your arm do the work. Yeah, no specifics there. Just draw. Yeah, how to draw. Uh, how to pronounce things. Yeah, I even I check Google for oh, pronunciation I, on stuff. For sure. How to tie a tie. I don't really need that help, but if I ever needed a refresher, sure, Google's good. How to screenshot something. It depends on your device, I suppose, right? Uh, Okay, sure. We can live with that. The top how to help questions include how to help anxiety, how to help people, and how to help constipation. Is there a lot of people constipated right now? Is is that a side effect of the shot? One of them was so broad in how to help people. Like, and people do what? And the other one was so specific. How to help constipation. Right? Very specific. There's got to be something going around. Because if that many people are searching how to help constipation, something happened. Maybe I think so. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah, new on the yeah, menu yeah. at McDonald's or something. It, it, well, it could also be about your kids, right? I Google shit about my kids all the time. 
right? Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Health stuff like that. Health stuff. The top how to be questions being asked right now. How to be a man. Oh. How to be happy. (laughs) How to be yourself. And how to be a player. Who the fuck Googled that? How to be a player? Did they mean like player or were they like a player no, of a game? Like I'm a dude who can pick <laughs> up just, a lot of girls. I, and I got a swag going here. <laughs> How to be a player? Just be an asshole. Like I don't know what pops up when you type that in. <laughs> like what pops up? Like I, I, I don't who's know. Who's got what, the guide? L- let me try that. You try it. How, How to be a player. To be a... I'm wondering if it's going to correct, try to correct you and be like, how to be a player of poker or something like that. Uh, let me see here. No, I'm going to assume it was player. So ah, be vague about when you'll see her again. Uh-huh. Tell her you'll see her around. Be a gentleman. Help her put her coat on and walk her to the door or to her car. That doesn't sound right. Don't overdo it with your flattery. Tell her you had a great time, but don't tell her you had the best night of your life. End on a good note. Okay, there's way more to it than that. I think number one, first and foremost, is if it were a Halloween costume, it would come with a side piece, right? If you're a playa, even if you're in a relationship, you've got a couple different things going on. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, Octavia? Yeah, yeah I would say so. What do you think of when I say playa? If I asked you, hey. It sounds so weird hey, coming out of I know, face. I know. Because <laughs> I actually invested the time and money into learning English and punctuation. Um, That's why it sounds so weird because you don't talk like that. <laughs> Octavia, if, if I came to you and said, hey, I need to be a playa. I want to be a playa. What's the first thing I got to do? Or, or what would go through your mind when I say that? Just amp up the attitude like 110% and just... Like Kat said, be an asshole. That's yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> how to be what an you asshole. expect. <laughs> Google how to be an asshole. It's pretty much the same thing. Probably. The top how to make questions. How to make money, number one. Okay. How to make rice. How to make rice. If you need to know how to make rice, you probably have rice in your home and the instructions are right on the box or bag. <laughs> Maybe you put it in a container and you lost it. Like, oh no, I threw out the packaging. <laughs> how to make eggs. How to make bread and how to make coffee. Those are pretty basic things. I mean, even if you're not really sure how to cook an egg, you could probably figure that out with trial and error, couldn't you? I suppose, unless it's specific, like over easy or something like that. The coffee one I could see for people who don't drink coffee, but they have company over. Because I've been in that scenario before because I'm a coffee drinker where I'm at a house that is not a coffee house. So when they offer me one... I feel like an asshole after the fact because I didn't realize they're not a coffee place. But I'll be like, yeah, I'll take a coffee. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, fuck. Somebody <laughs> actually said yes. <laughs> oh, like, no. They're like trying to dust off the coffee machine and put a filter. They don't know where the filter goes if it's got one of those ones. <laughs> they don't understand where the pod goes in. And Keurig. I'm just like, don't worry about it, man. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay. But there's also a lot of people that are coffee people that never make coffee at home. They just always go out and grab their Tim's or grab their Starbucks. I had to learn how to make uh, properly make a French press, for example, because I have one of those. And the my, when my Keurig machine, when my last Keurig machine died out on me, I was stuck with nothing. But I remembered I had a French press and I had fresh beans. So I thought, I'll do this. Right. So I grinded the whole thing. So I think at one point I did actually Google it. That's Which, OK. You're a coffee person. You knew what you were doing. You figured it out, right? I, f- well, I figured it out, but I, Google had to help me make sure that I did all the steps right and put the and seeped it at the proper amount of time that it, the seepage needed to be done. <laughs> <laughs> how long you should know? seepage last? I know, like Google I didn't that. understand. I was like, how long do I do this for, though? I didn't want it to be too strong. And so there's things that you would still Google. Would you have to Google how to make coffee because you're not a coffee drinker, Octavia? 
Yeah, my mom drinks instant coffee, so uh, that's my, oh my yeah. best. You I've know got. what? My, my parents, for some ungodly reason, are fine with instant coffee too. Really? I don't understand. Yes, like if you gave them a jar of that Maxwell House instant coffee, they'd be like, okay, that'll do. Wait, the instant in the kind that you like take out a tablespoon, dump it in the mug, yes. and stir it? Yes. Fuck, no. I know. They When I was growing up, that's pretty much what they drank. Because they didn't want a coffee machine taking up the counter space because we had all the other things. So they would just do that for coffee. Now now they have a Keurig. I'm pretty sure we got them the Keurig, though. Would you like a cup of Sanka? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the I can't... Have you ever tried instant coffee since you... Like, you're a coffee person. Yeah. Have you had instant coffee before? I've had it before, but like when I was young... Yeah, same not here. Not like the last 15 I years. I think if I did it now, it would not be good. So I'll tell you the truth. I was given a an espresso machine, a nice espresso machine from my girlfriend for my birthday one year. It is the best thing I've ever received. I use that espresso machine more than I use anything else. It is life changing. And if you are really into coffee, do yourself a favor. Fuck the Keurig. Nespresso's close. I'll give Nespresso Nespresso's credit. Good. It's okay. It's pretty close to drinking an authentic one, but nothing beats making your own espresso. Use filtered water, invest in good beans, and you're going to love life. Yeah. We rented a place this summer that had an espresso, one of those big espresso machine things. So like we the were Starbucks toying. One? Yeah. We had to like really pack down the. Anyway, it was my first time doing it. That's I, by the way, I, yeah, that, I also Googled that too. So see, I've Googled a couple of coffee things uh, in my day, but it was, it was very good. Very lovely. Uh, last one on this. And it's also in the relationship realm. They asked on the, uh, how to, how to questions, how to be in a relationship Somebody Googled how to be in a relationship. A, a number of people did it for it to make like a trend. Yeah, but in all fairness, probably like a 12-year-old, like their first time Googling shit. Like oh, how okay. to be in a relationship, right? All right, all right sure. I'm going to hope. Sure. sure. <laughs> how to fix a relationship. Okay. And how to end a relationship. Oh, that would be, uh, yeah. Did people Google how to break up with somebody? Is that what that is? Well, in all fairness, like I wouldn't know what the fuck to do. Tell them it's over. You just like... But, peop but people, it's harder. It's easier said than done. No, it's not. Just, it's over. Bye. Is it that easy? It can be. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Or, I don't like you anymore. I, you, Peace. <laughs> see, Something. It's been so long that I used to just like call and be like, hey, I'm not dating you anymore. Bye. <laughs> you know that relationship <laughs> that, that we were in? Yeah. yeah. No, not anymore. Or just ghost. How do you end a relationship, Octavia? If you were Google and I typed this in said, how do I end a relationship? What do you do? Well, I wouldn't Google it for starters. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you're Googling any of the other two before that, but I, I don't know, like that would be dependent on the relationship, it would. wouldn't it? In all fairness, it would. Having a conversation. What pops up? Are you going to Google it? Yeah, Google they it. say, think over what you want and why you want it. Take the time to consider your feelings and the reasons for your decision. Think about what you'll say and how the other person might react. Have good intentions. Be honest, but not brutal. Say it in person. And if it helps, <laughs> confide in someone you trust. Actually, shit, that is pretty helpful. See? Like, that's not bad. That, that was some it's good pointers. There were advice. some good pointers in there. And I did it all wrong when I used to break up with people back in the day. We'll go full, full circle. Uh, how to end a relationship. Refer to previous question, how to be a playa. Date one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go quickly, can we talk about the iPhone? Yes, the new iPhone are you, introduced yesterday. You have a 12. I think I have a 12 too. You said you have a 12. I have a 12. I think that's what I have. I have a 12, but with the bigger screen. But it's not a pro. 
Oh. Is yours uh, the same as mine? This guy right here. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's the same phone. the same one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm surprised. So I'm too... With your level of celebrity that I, you're still using listen, an iPhone 12. Here's the thing. I'm not I'm not getting this new one. I'm not getting it until this one f- dies. I don't care. Like, for me, phone is a phone. I see no difference. And I got a lot of space on this one. I bought the most you could get. So I have no excuses to get a new phone. None. I won't give in. But I know some people might be interested in the new iPhone 15 Pro or Max. But the Apple Watch was also an interesting one, too. You can answer calls and stuff with the taps of your fingers instead of using your other hand because we're that lazy now. So you don't want to go through the effort of taking your right hand and touching the watch with your left hand. That's just too much effort. Too much. So now what you do is if you're wearing the watch in your left hand, you can just double click your, your index finger and your thumb together. And that's the equivalent of typing on the actual phone. It just knows because it can feel the the muscles in the underside of your wrist yeah. contracting. It knows that you're double tapping, and that's essentially clicking go. It'll only work for the main functions of whatever you're on. So if you're on a screen, if someone's calling you, for example, double tap to answer it. I guess don't accidentally double tap though, or else you're like, oh shit, I answered the call, <laughs> and you didn't mean to. Cat, the i15 iPhone 15 Pro Max, the top of the line model. Pro Max. Okay. This is the bigger one, right? Is this the physical bigger one? Yeah. 6.7 inch display I'm reading here. Yeah. And it comes with a terabyte of space. That's the the most storage capacity they've ever had on an iPhone. It's a lot, but in fairness, I don't know. Do you go out and delete all those old photos that you don't like to free up space? Probably not. We needed more space. It's $2,350 for this. That's a terabyte. You can get it in small, smaller. I don't know who does though. Like, I'm looking at the iPhone 15 Pro, too. It's not too bad. It starts with 128 gigabytes at $1,400. And then one terabyte is going to be $2,199. So, 2000, about $2,200. It's crazy. And then the Pro, like you said, is up to $2,324. I mean, it is. It's a lot of money, but you don't have to get a terabyte. You can go down, or you got to see it as... If you really, really, really need a phone. And this is why I won't get it unless I actually need a phone. But if you do, keep in mind how much you use your phone. Some people use their phone a lot. It's worth it. You, sp- you spend $2 a day on this one. I did the math for you already. So if you have this for three years, you're spending $2 a day on your phone. How often do you use your phone? It's worth it. It is. Okay. When if, you, it, if it's actually good. In that context, sure. I mean, think about it. You will spend... Um, it, it's weird how, when you don't look at the actual value for money. If you go to a movie... You're going to spend 17 bucks plus concessions for about two hours of entertainment. The phone costs you two bucks a day, and you're going to use it probably for six to eight hours a day, this nonstop. That's what I'm saying. And it's your everything, right? Phones are everything now. They're not, it's not a phone. It's my bank. It's my like, way that I get in touch with everybody. It's my wallet. I mean, you name it. This thing does everything for me. So for me, I don't see it that way anymore where I'm outraged by the price. It's, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Again, that's for a terabyte, though. So it's, it's even less. We're talking much less. It's going to be like $1.25 a day if you're going down to 128 gigs. It's not that bad. I also try and look at it that way for a, from a video game perspective. It used to piss me off that games are getting so expensive. You know, back in the day, you can get a go out and get a video game for thirty bucks and it's fine. Now they're charging seventy nine bucks, eighty nine bucks, mm-hmm. hundred bucks. I heard the new Grand Theft Auto is going to be like over two hundred bucks. My the games for my kids' Nintendo Switch are up to like a hundred dollars each right now. But how often will they play it? If you spend, I don't know. 70 hours playing Call of Duty or or uh, Grand Theft Auto or Halo or whatever it is you play, broken down, you actually got exceptional value. It makes a, a movie seem extremely yeah. unreasonable when you consider 
how much value mm-hmm. you get out of the things that you use the most. That's good to get, put a different mindset on it anyway. Maybe that'll make you change your mind and maybe it won't. Either way, I mean, I'm going to fight the power. I'm not going to get it yet. Let's wait till the 16 or 17 comes out. Then I might be like, okay, fine, I'll do it. And on that, we will say, have a great Wednesday, everybody. It is going to be a little bit nicer than it has been. Might even get a little kiss of sunshine today. Don't forget Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo tickets on our morning shows tomorrow on 91.5 The Beat and Energy 95.3. Tomorrow, Brad Smith from former Canadian Bachelor. That's right. Uh, he is hosting the... Halloween. It's a Halloween baking show, right? It is, this yes. This is fun. I, I love these baking shows. It's so funny. I don't bake. I don't bake. I'm not even interested in baking, but I love the baking shows. Maybe it's because I don't... I'm not good at it, that I like watching other people who know what they're doing. Well, this is like Halloween meets Cake Boss. I mean, some of them are animatronic mm-hmm. and light up, it's but cool. they're all with a Halloween theme. And the winning uh, team of chefs wins 10 grand for their kitchen. That's so, cool. That's neat. Uh, Brad's going to be on with us on the radio tomorrow on all four stations. So check it out and have a great day. Bye, friends.